0: and ahoy there, me This be your old pal Gravy Jones from Gravy Jones Locker here in Columbia, South Carolina. We've been dry docked as it were, what with all this talk about Coronas and such, and labeled as non-essential, as if serving up over a hundred varieties of tasty sweet meat drippings could ever be non-essential, yarr. That doesn't mean we be closed for business, no, ye landlubbers. Why, we be having our very own curbside service available. That's right. Just pull up your car, on up, roll down one of your windows, wee bit honk twice, only twice, and chuck about $10 worth of cash out your window. We also accept the balloons. And we'll put a hose right up to your vehicle and
1: top you off with our gravy du jour! Yar! Be it biscuits <laughs> or meat, rice, rice pilafarashi, pilafara r- r- Don't r- be off r- your rocker, So it to Ruby Ha
2: ha! And remember, Wednesdays are S.O.S. Day! Jibe ho!
0: What's a jibe?
1: Hey, everybody, this is John. You're listening to Swarmcast Podcast, a podcast about gaming and random fandom. You've tuned in to part two of our Ghost Town series, where we um, deal with some stuff that was recorded and it's been affected by this current little COVID 19 thing going on. You know, it's keeping everybody indoors, it's making us have to play a lot of games virtually and stuff like that. So, We're all gonna get through this and everything's gonna be a brighter, happier place. You'll see. But to let you know what's on this show, the first thing we're gonna have is we've got an interview with um, Andrew and Steven from Proto ATL, which would be normally going on the very end of April, Um, end of April, beginning of May, but it had to get canceled, it had to get pushed back. So, in fact, it's going to be at the end of April, beginning of May of 2021, but this interview was recorded well before all of our uh, lockdowns and cancellations and stuff. So just remember that when you're listening to it. The dates they might be talking about, the things that are coming up, um, kind of skewed by that. But it's still a really good interview, it gives you a good idea of what goes in with Proto ATL, all the game designing concepts and stuff, everything about it. And then. After that, we're going to have the, um, actually kind of the first of our reviews for something we had started like two weeks before everything got shut down, which we were starting up our One-Shot Wednesdays where Ruby, myself, and our friend Tim, uh, who you've probably heard on the show before, we would go out to our FLGS. We'd go out to Firefly Toys and Games on Wednesday nights, which is normally an a, um, organized play RPG kind of night and we were decided we wanted to bring other RPGs to that Wednesday night. And so we, we, uh, Ruby ran Witcher the very first week, which if you listen to the last episode, the first ghost town episode, you get to hear her talking about that. And in this one, you get to hear about the week after that, where Tim got to run some Barum, So you get to hear some feedback on that, um, uh, which was, was going to be our, was our second week of one shot Wednesdays. And, Um, it was the last one we had, we're going to do those again. We just don't know when there's been some, some chatter, some talks about seeing if we could get that done in a more of a virtual kind of a kind of way, but, uh, we're still working out some stuff like that. Schedules are wonky. Everything's wonky. Things are just wonky all around. So anyways, that being said, sit back and enjoy ghost town part two.
2: Hey, hey guys, I know you're still listening. This is Toast. I just wanted to know, John's kind of serious about this, kind of murky and stuff like that, but it's okay. I got a plan. See, we're gonna get some funny stuff in here too. I just don't know when you end up still working on that. But it's gonna happen, okay? He's so serious. We, we got, got a ghost, got a ghost. I admit that I'm <laughs> impressed, since yeah. I'm how to someone legit to come and sit and talk on stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So hey guys, uh, if you you well you obviously tuned into the Swarmcast. That means that I this don't know why that means this is going to be the first segment <laughs> because of the intro I gave. So I, I'm sitting here with Ruby. Hi guys. So uh, when we went to TantrumCon, and if you listened a couple episodes back, you can hear us talking to several folks at TantrumCon and about TantrumCon. Yeah, and it says. was a lot of fun. Uh, there was somebody that I know uh Ruby got to I did. Ruby got to meet at Tantrum Con while I was busy playing Two Rooms in a Boom. Two Rooms in a Monster Boom, I mm, might add. Monster. Um and Ruby got to talk to him about all sorts of interesting
3: stuff. In particular Wait, did I? I know I talked to you but I don't know if it was interesting.
1: Oh man. Oh. Anyways uh <laughs> I have yeah. a, I have we have a couple of folks here <laughs> yes, to talk sorry. with us about Proto ATL. So we have Stephen Avery, hello, and Andrew Smith. Hello, hello. You guys, I probably should have asked. Is it okay if I use your last names or?
4: It, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> 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 well, some people are particular. All right. So hey guys, how's it going?
4: Living the Doing dream. Doing good. A good time. Yep.
1: Awesome. So, um, where to start? So, uh, so. I'm gonna ask. Well, I mentioned Proto ATL, so mm-hmm. before I ask the big question about what is Proto Proto ATL, let's get to know you guys a little bit first. Uh, so, Andrew, tell us something about yourself.
4: Oh, um, so I moonlight as a board game publisher and uh, one of the co-hosts of Proto ATL. But uh, during the, the the way I make my actual money is I'm a mechanical engineer, and um, I own a or co-own a cat named cobbler um, there you go awesome so far the list- most interesting things about me
5: <laughs> i love animals <laughs> named after food
1: <laughs> so so far our listeners uh you can drink because we've we now had somebody who's a mechanical engineer, engineer
3: on yep
5: yep
1: as are most of the people we tend to get on apparently
3: some sort of engineer
1: <laughs> and a cat was mentioned yep. so two drinks for that yay <laughs> wow
3: <laughs>
6: We're doing shots. I'm all about it. <laughs> uh, all right.
1: So, so, uh, wow. Well, well, that's cool. So, Stephen, why don't you tell us something about yourself as I've derailed?
5: Everything. Uh, my, my regular job is an art teacher, and, uh, I'm also a game designer. So, I've had, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I think six games published so far, and a few more. Hopefully, they'll, you know, finally. Get to see the light of day one of these days. We'll see.
3: <laughs> well, that's really cool. That is cool. Uh, it's oh, more games a, than we have long, published.
5: I'm like an avid role playing gamer since this is the Swarmcast. Yes, yay! Right. yay.
3: Well, role playing well, games are definitely our, our first love. Mm-hmm. But we like board I games. I actually other say that's
5: my first love too. I mean, uh, the, even though I design board games, um, I, I grew up playing role playing games, and that's really where my my heart is.
4: Yep. That's that's the actually the foundation for me as well. I grew up hiding the fact that I played D and D for my parents. Uh <laughs> <Wow>. yeah. <laughs> that's, wow. that's my roots.
5: The the expeditions in the sewers weren't weren't a, a dead giveaway? <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I guess I was really lucky growing up. My dad uh Encouraged me, yeah. With he, reading, he bought you. Well, the, he bought uh, me my first the red box, right? D&D. Right. So
1: said, learn this so that I don't have to read it.
3: Yeah, and then when I did, he's like, eh, never mind. I'm like, okay.
5: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> A bait and switch.
3: Yeah, I was like, hey, I enjoy it, so yay.
1: <laughs> my my folks thought I was doing math, so they, <laughs> so they bought me D and D books. I think that had something to do with it.
3: Something.
5: The early D and D books, we were doing math. <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to say <laughs> this was it.
1: this was like you know before it was advanced. So great gray uh, book era. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, we'll say
3: that. Wow. <laughs> wow. So we're actually here. As much as we love role playing games, we're actually here to talk a little bit about Proto ATL. So Andrew or Stephen, whichever one wants to take this. What is Proto ATL?
4: Um, I'll take it. You know. Um, so basically, every year we invite a bunch of publishers, board game designers, media people, interesting folks in the board game industry um, for an extended weekend of just hanging out, networking, playtesting games, pitching uh, the you know the next big titles to mm-hmm. publishers. Um, we have seminars that focus on the business side of board games all the way from contracts to marketing to running kickstarters to you know should you self-publish all basically all different facets of that as well so it's a big giant melting pot of uh, every level of the board game industry, mm-hmm. um, and you have access to information, playtesters, designers, the whole shebang, all in uh, you know three or four days. So
3: that's actually really cool. It's it's a very different side of conventions and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's neat to see and hear about.
1: Yeah, and I I know I've recently started um, checking out some of the the unpub or or unpub mini. Type things that have been going on at uh, yep. mostly, mostly different conventions, and that's mainly just um, playtesting. Mm-hmm. So and so this this sounds like it covers a lot more than just that.
4: Yes, it does. So it uh, it started out as proto spiel um, in twenty seventeen, um, and it was we held it in a little log cabin in the middle of the woods, and there was maybe forty or fifty people that showed up. <laughs> Um, and we had, you know, one publisher who was just kind of there on an unofficial capacity because yeah. he's just my buddy. And um, I guess uh, Steve came the first year as a just as a designer. Um, yeah, I,
5: Andrew Andrew decided to he moved to Atlanta, didn't know anybody mm-hmm. in Atlanta, <laughs> yep. and says I'm going to go ahead and, and hold a pro spiel. And as you I heard do. about this. And I thought to myself. The Atlanta, we've got a lot of board gamers in Atlanta, but they're very fragmented. It's like, it's you know, just like these groups of three, four, and five board gamers, and they meet every week, and they don't really get out, and
4: yeah, it's you know, in, impossible and, to meet everybody.
3: Well, Atlanta's yeah, pretty it's, big. So with he all was all able its to pull together
5: a bunch of people for this little prototype. I was really surprised and impressed, and um, and then I thought, wow, this is this could actually be something this could this could go somewhere you know um the thing is is that there's a lot like you said before there's a lot of uh push spiels and uh, a lot of game conventions that focus on the design of games right but there's not a lot that focus on the tail end which is the i mean basically if you're selling a game that's that's a business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're selling a product and there's not too many p- designers that realize that that once their game is fully designed, that they still have a whole lot of work ahead of them. Right. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> it's it's a little bit disillusioning sometimes when you're you kind of got your game, and now you're now you have to try to find the, the right publisher for it, or if you're going to self-publish, there's a whole bunch of information that you have to, you know, uh, research through. and and glean. You know. So we thought, you know what, we can we can make this. Um, let's say let's do a different take on this whole uh, prototype idea, where where we focus on the back end, like where the games are finished.
3: Yeah,
1: that's very cool. And you got so you guys are are helping uh, designers and such sort of network, but you also have um, quite a few actual uh, publishers that are going to be there yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've been seeing been seeing some of the announcements of the different publishers that, that are going to be at Proto ProtoATL um, In fact, if you want to plug a few of those, I think that'd be great uh,
5: I Sure um, Well, real quick, the the publishers that we have, it's a nice range of big publishers, but we also have a bunch of smaller publishers and um, the whole idea is to have a, a really diverse selection so that you have a better chance of finding a good fit for your game.
4: Right. But, a, lot um, of, yeah, a lot of the publishers um, that you might meet at some of the larger conventions um, will come to our event. Some of them, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then we do have some smaller ones that aren't necessarily, don't have the clout in the industry yet mm-hmm. to, you know, go have a giant booth at Gen Con, but they're actively looking for games and everything. So it's a, it's a nice mix. Um, I just... I got a list in front of me if I <laughs> want me to go through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll do yeah. <laughs> Rattle off some yeah. Stuff. yeah. So, um, Wiz Kids, um, has been, uh, Zev has been a huge supporter of this event, um, you know, since the, the second year, which is once we started inviting publishers. So, um, so that was awesome. Uh, Keymaster Games are local to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Gray Fox mm. Games, um, Renegade. Eagle Griffin, Quick Simple Fun, Queen Games, Monster Fight Club, um, 25th Century Games, who's a Atlanta publisher, um, Weird Giraffe Games.
5: Nice people. Uh, He's also been a huge supporter. Yeah, yeah. huge
4: supporter. Carla's, Carla's awesome. Yep. We really appreciate that. Um, and her uh, spinoff company with um, Letterman Games is uh, Galactic Raptor. So she'll be kind of evaluating mm-hmm. stuff for both of those mm-hmm. companies. I'm a Theris Entertainment, Jelly Bean, Big Kid Games, and Zafty. And then my my company, Gold Seal Games, will also be there. Your Gold Seal. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's me. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Origins Award
5: nominee. Yeah, man.
3: I I'm okay. So I am with Scarab uh, Gaming Convention, yeah. and at Origins, I am also the one that basically gets the list together, that sends Alicia and the people out and says, I want you to talk to these people and see about sponsorship or whatever, and And Gold Seal Games is a sponsor of Scarab for the last two years. Yeah, man. So, Love
4: what so you doing.
3: I sent them there. I've just never <laughs> gone and met anyone there. Oh. Aw. <laughs> We'll have now, to fix
1: that. see now I'm checking my show notes. Andrew, Andrew, were you on? <laughs> did I talk with you in particular at a uh, at TantrumCon? Because apparently I talked with somebody at uh, with Gold Seal Games.
3: I don't know. Probably. I don't remember. Oh, when you were going and doing the interviews.
4: Uh-huh. It, um with uh did we talk about a Dino game?
3: Yes. Yes.
1: Ruby was playing
3: with the I Dino was. with the Dino. Oh my god! Meeples. I feel so bad now.
4: Yep. Uh, <laughs> same person. I i do a i do a good job at keeping those businesses separately (laughs) separate i guess (laughs) (laughs) wow i was like wait a
1: minute gold seal yeah that's right because i kept i kept pointing at the um at the fish and mispronouncing the name of the game
4: yep oh yeah yeah and then we've got some (laughs) other sponsors that are involved in other ways Mm -hmm. um Indie Game Alliance, um, Cardboard Edison, The Game Crafter, Southern Fried Gaming Expo, Sin City Con, Draft Mechanic, Tantrum House, of yeah. course, yeah. Um, Meeple's at Sea, of course, yep. just got played. Um, there's uh, PSI um, Publisher Services Inc. has been uh, like our number one sponsor for um, you know again since year two. We used to.
5: They uh, are amazing. They, yeah, uh, their generosity has been. Uh, unbelievable!
4: Yeah, they've. Um, we used to host our event at their facility. Oh. So. and first first year they bought us a pizza party, and then said <laughs> we want to do more. And, and Steve was like, "All well, right." Well, I was like,
5: do "Yes, it. do more,
4: yeah. more." <laughs>
1: You're like, "Well, I guess we can always use more pizza." <laughs>
4: they, they flat out gave us a event space. Um, gave us a tour of their giant. Um, you know, facility with all the board games that get filtered out to, you know, the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's impressive. So we're super thankful for them for that. And they continue to support the um, the event, even though we're moving locations this year.
3: Oh, and where are you going to be this year? Then
5: we yeah. have the swanky La Meridian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. You have to say it like that, though.
4: Let me read it. Yeah,
5: that's right. It's uh, um, If you're familiar to Atlanta at all, it's at near Perimeter Mall. It's on the north side of the Perimeter. Okay. But we're we're excited because it's very convenient for uh, Marta, so people okay. can fly in and then step off the plane and then shuttle right to the to the hotel. That and the place is just very swanky. So nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I mean, it's got a real kind of hip. Uh, I don't you know, sounded a little old. A bar using or something. those kind of
3: words. Okay, hip. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> Me
5: saying it's hip is like that's <laughs> not very. Uh, that's not very hip. <laughs> They've got
4: tons, tons of meeting places. Really nice, like cushy lounge. And they go. As
5: like it too. Yeah, and the younger be... will
4: like it too. You know. it's Got got uh the rooms are amazing. Um, One of the cool things they have is a double king suites that um are actually incredibly affordable. Wow! So you know I know how gamers like to yeah people (laughs) like to jam as many people as they can into a room. So they're huge rooms. It's it's great.
5: Yeah, the rooms uh, I think are designed for as uh, uh, office spaces also. So each room's got its own.
3: So yes. lots of meetings and so if
5: you and wanted greetings. to do private playtesting, yeah. you could do that.
3: Huh. I'm really looking forward to coming this year. Yeah. Uh, John I'm, and I will be there.
5: We are looking yes. forward to you having
3: you come. Um so what are the dates for Proto ATL?
4: Yeah. Um they are happening on April 30th through May 3rd. Um April 30th is kind of the arrive hangout network. Mm-hmm chill day we don't do uh, any kind of official type events um you know we'll uh, people will immediately break out their games and start talking to people <laughs> this is kind of the nature of the event um and then um friday saturday uh, is our full days with workshops the whole thing and then uh-huh. sunday's uh slightly truncated at the end but there's still a bunch of workshops bunch of playtesting meeting pitches that kind of thing so
1: Okay. So so when when folks want to attend this, who well first off, I'm sure you'll you'll be welcome you'll welcome whoever wants to show up. But but um I know the as far as the, the tickets and such, the if target. I if I went to attend, mm-hmm. uh there's there's a couple different ways I could attend from what I from what I understand.
5: Yes, there's two there's basically two tickets. If if you want to come and show your game then you're going to have to buy a designer ticket, which is $60 for four days. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming just to play games, uh, then it's only $25. And both of those are making eligible for free games. Uh, in the past, we've had literally one or even two games per person. Um, it just depends on, like PSI is, is like I said, is our, our bigger sponsor. We haven't worked out the details yet mm-hmm. on how many games they can they can give yeah. us. Um, but in the past, they've literally given us, you know, hundreds of games. That's so, um, yeah. So I mean, really, the the cost is twenty five bucks, and you're probably going to get a game that's, you know, for really? four days of gaming. That's very, very affordable. Um, yeah, that we- said, if you want to, if you really want to take advantage and 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 show games and and you know, like right. try to pitch them and stuff like that, then you'll need to buy the the sixty dollar ticket.
1: Right cuz that that gives you access to all the um the different seminars and uh and uh well people. like you said people people Yeah
5: people Yeah it's uh... I, yeah really I mean networking is is a, a core part of the whole event um mm-hmm. with that in mind we we plan extra events outside the 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 convention so that we can get people going to like uh, escape rooms or Oh. Uh, you know, we tried uh I think we lined up like a beer tasting in the past, but
4: um Yeah, and we did a like a dinner out and everything. A lot of what's the reason we had to do a lot of the social events outside um was cuz we weren't really in a hotel. Um right. this year <laughs> we you know, we've got a lot of that accessible in the hotel, which is fantastic, but the yeah. the event the the escape rooms always been like super well attended so we might still do that because it's just it we we gotten close to breaking basically <laughs> every record because it's just a, a you know a group full of gamers and right. the, oh, yeah. the, the escape rooms stand no chance right so. it's, yeah. true.
5: it's true they just get crushed it but we, we, play with... of, uh, yeah. we play in a bunch of uh we play playing a bunch of network events we even have a signature cocktail yeah oh really yeah man yeah, uh, I'm calling it the Avery Proto Blaster, <laughs> but I don't think that name's going to stand. I
1: don't know. <laughs> At the very least, Proto Blaster sounds. Yeah, right. Proto Blaster, great.
5: yes. To be fair, that, that drink did blast me, and <laughs> Andrew can attest
4: to that. <laughs> Steve's a fun guy. Steve's a fun guy.
1: <laughs> Man, we don't have a signature drink for the Swarmcast yet.
3: Uh, it's just bourbon. You need a signature it's just drink. bourbon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Our special uh, mixture of bourbon and ice.
3: Yeah.
1: Ice optional. <laughs> it's <laughs> all in
5: the ice.
3: It's yeah. all yeah. in the
1: ice. It's how you handle that ice. Oh, my gosh.
3: <laughs> so, wow. All right. So, a- Andrew, uh, question left my head. Uh, Yay. Answer the question
1: right. before she asks it. <laughs> 42. Five. <laughs> mm, yes, the five. You're both very close. Yes, very, yes.
3: very
0: close.
3: Oh, no. I was... <laughs> now I remember. Uh, I was going to ask earlier on, you, know, you guys mentioned that the first one, Andrew coordinated, the first proto-spiel, he coordinated, yes. and that, Stephen, you attended. Did you guys actually know each other before that, or was that kind of when you met?
4: I, I think um, i barely. might have right? met me in passing, like at some other convention, like, hey, this is Steve. This is my friend Steve. Oh, mm-hmm. hey, but I don't. I think yeah. I think we officially like actually spent some time together there. Okay. Um, and what made so, you yeah. two
3: crazy kids decide to run a convention <clears throat> concerning this together?
4: <laughs> well, uh, I twisted his arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve's Steve's very convincing. <laughs> It wasn't no, the proto so, blaster. <laughs> I mean, it's a couple no, proto blasters. No, no, no. That's what did it. <laughs> yeah. No, so the. I mean, the event went really well for, like Steve mentioned. You know, it went really well mm-hmm. for you know the. Not for me, literally knowing no one in the the Atlanta area as far as gaming goes. I, I mean, I moved up from Tampa, where they have a very thriving gaming community as well, and mm-hmm. I was going to all these events all the time and. Um, just, Steve just kind of said, you know, I've been here for a really long time. I know a lot of people and I'm convinced that we could turn this into something a lot bigger mm-hmm. if you're interested. And I said, yeah, let's do it. You know? Um, so it was just kind of a, I, Steve seemed really fired up and passionate about growing it. And, um, you know, he had access and experience and connections that I didn't, hadn't built yet. Okay. Um, so I, you know, we took a chance and we, we similarly this past year, we added a, a you know, another partner, um, in, um, uh, in Monica, uh, so, so it's same, same mm-hmm. kind of concept. Steve and I are good at some things right. when it comes to running this convention. Yeah. And Monica's a lot better at a lot of the other things. So <laughs>
5: yeah, I think you guys know, yes. you know, Monica yes. Rasso. Oh yeah. 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 But, but if, if you don't know her, she helps organize um, Tantrum Con and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other conventions, too. Right. And even before that, she would spend the bulk of her time just volunteering for conventions right. and kind of getting the lay of the land. And so when it comes to um, the nuts and bolts of running a larger convention, she is a whiz. She's she really is. on top of it.
3: She very much is.
5: So she has definitely pulled more than her weight this year. Um, Holy cow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was yeah, I was trying. I was trying to get her on the the show because I I, I really uh, wanted everybody to to um, hear from her because she is she is on top of it.
1: I think we. And she's, she's got,
4: too busy negotiating hotel I was gonna contracts.
1: Say, yeah, she's too. probably busy. Yeah, I think we we keep yeah. almost getting her on the show. I
3: right. <laughs> Right? Something yeah. always comes up. I think she just doesn't want to talk to I anybody. think she was probably like, Oh, well, sure, no, sure, no, I'll no, be on the no,
1: show. No. no. She was like, Oh, sure, I'll talk with you guys in Ruby. No problem. Wait, John? Oh, <laughs> I... oh I'm busy.
3: Uh, that's true. <laughs> At Tantrum Con, it, you, she never would stop and talk when you were around. I know, right? 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 No, no. no. <laughs> it just happened that way.
4: Now, so she's been a huge, you know, huge boon, a fantastic addition to the team. Um, you know, pretty much the only real reason that we've Steve and I felt comfortable breaking away from the you know the charity of of um, PSI mm-hmm. and growing this into the size convention and you know level of convention that we know it can be right it's just we you know we know it's a crutch we love we still very much appreciative of PSI's you know I'm um, giving, but uh, yeah, we can't. We, we can't kept, say
5: enough nice things about PSI. Man. Yeah, They're we just amazing.
4: we maxed out their air conditioning, and <laughs> we fit. We fit too many. Tried to jam too many. I mean, we were hitting fire code limits every year, so yeah, um, we needed to grow and and air Monica conditioning was, is
3: is essential in the south.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. so Monica was the the uh, lady to yeah. help us grow. So it was, she's been awesome too. So all
3: right, so. Uh, we'll start with Steven this time. What do you think you're looking forward to the most about Proto ATL, and then Andrew can answer.
5: Um, so I love the camaraderie. That's my favorite part of the whole convention. But in the past, because we've had a shuttle back and forth from the hotel,
6: mm-hmm.
5: you you it, it disrupts the whole flow of that. Mm-hmm. And this year, I feel like being in the hotel and having such a great lounge space and such a great patio space that we're going to be just... I think what's going to end up happening is everybody's just going to end up, you know, hanging out. They're going to be playing games during the day. They're going to be having apps on the on the patio at night. And I feel like like the party's not going to stop. It's just going to be... You're just going to be able to just bask in that the whole time you know whereas before we'd have to you know we have a hard stop at midnight Mm -hmm. everybody has to to get back to their hotel right you'd have you'd lose you'd lose a third of the or even half of the convention you know because oh well we're going back to our room or you know whatever okay and it it was still fun to have everybody gather in the the hotel space but it was almost like okay we're starting over because this is just gonna be one big Big thing.
3: So you're you're excited to see the people and the happenings.
5: Yeah, I'm all about the people. Okay. It's that's it's really I just enjoy uh, talking with people and seeing old friends, and that's
4: that's the best part for me.
3: What about you, Andrew?
4: Well, Steve took the right answer, so I'm gonna have to give <laughs> uh-huh. the wrong answer. Um, no, yeah, no. It's like like Steve, I I'm you know, certainly looking forward to the new venue and um, just kind of watching that impact the. You know the kind of the flow, the general vibe of the event. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I'm pretty much pretty super stoked about are the um, the some of the special guests that we have. Oh, um, coming because I I feel like we're we continue to add value. Um, You know, we've in the past we've given talks on all kinds of stuff, and you know, this year I think we've really stepped it up a little bit. Okay. Um, Yeah. um, it's a very awesome.
5: robust, a robust, yeah, pond schedule. and that, <laughs> part of that also goes back to the, the fact that before we would have to go to a different facility, but now being, you know, there's the main convention area, and then we have all these side rooms also, right? Yep. And the, the it's hotel is.
4: The hotel yeah. has conveniently named them really great things like inspiration and innovation. Hmm. Um, oh, wow. Those, those, yeah, those are already the names of the rooms, and so we're definitely – I mean, it's very fitting. But, yeah, we've got we got Kathleen Mercury. We've got Nicole Finney coming. Oh, very cool. Eugene Bryant is going to be giving his talk on contracts again. Um, I mean, We it's actually
5: just, have Cardboard Edison. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's actually – uh, that's it's uh I, I can't say her name. It's I z I can't even <laughs> pronounce it. Can you, you gotta work can on you no, I Yeah, I know. That. I have
4: to look it up. Both <laughs> have to do better. Phonics. <laughs> <laughs> need to do better at that. We'll, we'll work on that. Sorry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Hold on just our, a second. I got it. Is
1: attacking something
3: right there now. We go. He, he decided uh, he wanted to play Cat with his toy. The mic? No, he has a uh, Jingle Ball scratchy post in the same room, and he decided it was time That's to. A, this
4: is the time to go to town on that. Yeah.
3: All right, we're good.
4: Yeah. So I just think thinking about just the the level. Like, I think everything is just going to be a step up from it was from what it was last year. The venue is better. The the seminars are better. I feel mm-hmm. like we're the base like so there's been a lot of people that have come every year of the event mm-hmm. and notably you can just look at the games they're bringing uh-huh. and just go holy cow, you've gotten so much better at designing games <laughs> and it's it's I mean it's it's amazing to just kind of watch the the growth of people as designers um and I you know i'm I'm super stoked about just Everything just being the, at the next level, you know. I think so.
3: so you're excited wrote, about the whole thing and its growth. It's it's
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just watch, just seeing, just seeing everything what what's happening at the next level. So, um, Jonathan Weaver said, um, "You think Proto ATL would be all about developing games, but it's actually about developing designers." Mm-hmm. So I just thought I it was like, like that. a like really that. really cool quote. Yeah, I like
3: I that
1: because I know there's um, there's other. Conventions that some folks we're familiar, we are friends with, um, up in Pennsylvania, like um, Dreamation and, and things like that. think oh. Dreamation! I was wondering where you're <laughs> going with this. Where it's uh, it's another um, thing for for folks to bring in developers, uh, designers to bring in in games, but it's I think it's more focused on on just a big weekend of partying, mm-hmm. and if you get some play testing in too then that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we but, got it all maybe. This all. this 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 sounds like it's going to be all sorts of amazing. I'm super excited. Yeah.
3: All right. I do have a question because you've mentioned or way early on that you are both come from an RPG background. So, how did you get into board games as a board game publisher, as a convention f- designed for promoting board game publishing, you know. That's
4: well Steve probably had his start before I did, so Okay. Go ahead and answer first there. Uh, well, my my
5: um, see my background was I moved to Atlanta and um, this was my my role play game group fell apart. Yes, and this do. was like, but yeah, back when the internet was all bulletin boards, BBSs, right? <laughs> so back then you would go to a game store and you would put up a little sign with little pull tabs, right? Oh my right?
0: Right? So yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: So I went I went to uh, a game store called The War Room here in Atlanta. And it's, it's folded since. But I tried to get this guy to play. Uh, role-playing games in fact i was soliciting just about everybody trying (laughs) to find a role-playing game group hey hey you want to play a role-playing game hey how about you you want to play some role-playing game um (laughs) but this guy wrote me into playing some board games Uh and uh and i had such a good time i went back and played more board games and then after that uh i ended up falling in 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 and kind of his rotation. So the guy was, uh, <laughs> so Frank he converted Branham, you. Who's... You didn't convert him. Yeah, I didn't convert him, but, uh, I, if I had my revenge, cause now I, he's GMing and we go play <laughs> role playing games at his house. So who's got the last laugh there? Uh, I still <laughs> yeah, think Frank he Branham... does. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Frank Branham got me into playing, uh, board games. And then, um, in the area for, for a long time, um, uh, Richard Lanius used to live down this way, and he was right around the corner. And we both liked the same type of games,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and so I ended up hanging out with him a lot, and ended up playing like play testing a lot of his games. Okay. And then after a while, I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start taking this game I love and making my own parts to it because I love this game." And he was like, "You don't need to do that. You need to make your own game." So he kind of. Got me into huh. designing Neat.
7: games. I thought yeah. you were gonna say, so "Well,
5: he's... if
1: this if this Richard Lanius guy can make games, I can make games." <laughs> yeah,
5: <that's> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just called, literally just called him this morning, uh, <laughs> and he rattled off like five other games he had designed within the last month. <laughs> <I was> like,
4: <laughs> guy's a machine.
5: Yeah, I was like, "You suck, Richard." But it's, no, actually, I do enjoy his games quite a bit. So. That's that's my that's how I got into board games.
3: Okay. Okay. What about you, Andrew? And
5: designing.
4: Um, I think I had a far less of a star-studded cast in my story, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the, uh,
5: name dropping. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Jeez.
5: <laughs> like, so then, Ryan Kinesia came yeah, up yeah, and, uh, uh, and he said, "Hey, Avery,
4: I co designed games with somebody else. And, you know, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, Louise." So, okay, so, if you if you didn't quite understand what I meant by Steve knows people and has connection and has been doing this for a long time, Ta-da! and why I wanted him involved with the convention, now you know. <laughs> That's what I meant. So, um, no, so, I, I think, you know, similarly, I was, um you know, the RPG background, playing a lot of D&D, mm-hmm. um, and, um, the, you know, just GMing, DMing, whatever you want to call it, the, um you know, writing custom modules and that whole shebang, I just kind of used to creative, um, for a while there. Mm -hmm. Um, I took a, took a big step back just for, you know, through probably high school. Um, I, you know, I was in in theater for a while, so I didn't ride, wasn't getting a game as much as I wanted to. Um, but you know, did theater, so, you know, way cooler. Right. Um, (laughs) and, uh, Nah, so then I, um, you know, I've been just doing little campaigns and here and there and everything. I think playing games, I couldn't tell you. I think it was similar to Steve, just, you know, one of your buddies, instead of rolling dice, that have 20 sides, they go, try this. Or, you know, probably (laughs) something like that, I'm sure. It's like drugs. We all know that. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) so, yeah. but uh, as far as designing, I, I mean, I dabbled as a designer. I still kind of do a little bit here and there. But um, I, my first game that um, had any sort of any kind of success um, was Honey Wars. And that was uh, it won a contest on the Game Crafter um, like in 2015, I want to say. OK. And um, so the... Uh, you know, I went ahead and like kickstarted that, formed my 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 publishing company around that as a self publisher, got invited back as a guest judge, um, and, um, you know, wound up extending a publishing offer to the winner of that contest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where Tricky Tides fr- from Stephen Aramini came from. Okay. Um, which, yeah, just got a, um, nominated for one of the origins awards so yeah that list just came that. out yeah yeah yep. we just saw that list yeah very happy about that and then you know i've been um just kind of mostly focusing on publishing other games we we finished up kickstarter for kohaku from danny divine just a little bit ago and got a bunch of other stuff in the pipeline
3: that's the fish uh, game john couldn't pronounce.
4: Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's
1: it's
4: like the, what? Yeah. Fish taco or something? Uh, yeah.
5: yeah, so... I like so it. Fish taco. For now on, taco I'm calling Tahaco fish taco. <laughs>
4: we've got a taco game called Taco Perfecto coming out, too. Ooh, too so. um, which is... Fish one, taco
5: perfecto? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: so, yeah, it's just been kind of a weird, like... So, the the late, great James Matthew, um, I had a conversation with him... Um, uh, probably 2015 about, you know, I said, I'm not too sure which way to go with this. You know, I love being creative and designing, but I'm, you know, I have a sales background and mm-hmm. I'm full cool talking to people. I like running businesses, you know, what, what should I do? Should I be a publisher or a designer or both? And he looks at me just like classic James math. And he says, well, you you can't do both. <laughs> and I, He's just so straightforward and cut and dry. It's, huh. he, he just knows that it's, you got to kind of pick your path. Yeah. So I picked publishing because I found out like people like Steve um, and you know Danny and Eugene and all the people that I have games signed for, uh-huh. they're just more talented at designing than I am. And I'm better <laughs> at running a business than they are. So uh, you go.
5: underestimate yourself. You have your cat, um, your what is it, the cat, the cat, uh, what's that, 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 marsh, that, that, jumping thing per um, core. Yeah. Per-core. Yeah. Par- yeah per core.
4: Yeah, there you it's go. Percor. Game of cats jumping on things. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally throwing fuzzballs into a dollhouse. It's
3: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a lot of fun.
4: <laughs> Until
5: a real cat comes and destroys yeah, all of it. Exactly.
1: <laughs>
5: As Ruby pushes. Hey, I had to look up or... cardboard Essence's name. Okay. It's Suzanne Kabert Zins- Zinsley, K A B R T. Okay. There's no vowel there. Uh, All right. I know you're fascinated, but I, I huh. had to look it up.
3: You're kind of <laughs> like me. John has now learned if he wants to answer or if he wants to know something, he'll just you know casually say, "Hey, you know." What's... I wonder where this comes from. Right. And and I'll resist as long as I can. And usually within about a minute, I'm already looking it up, saying, "All right, well, this is where it says it's from." Or yes.
5: Yeah. Well, Suzanne is coming down, and I'm excited because Cardboard Edison has been such a huge design resource. Mm -hmm. They've really done – basically, I feel like they've done for game design what Board Game Geek does for game cataloging. Right. You know, just just putting together all these little resources so that you can easily peruse them.
3: Right. Well –
5: so want to derail the conversation mission accomplished?
3: <laughs> That's fine. We, we're good at derailing as well, so. Um, so we have been talking with Andrews and Steven from Proto ATL, which is in April
1: April 30th through May 3rd.
3: Okay? In Atlanta, Georgia. At That's the...
1: the name Proto ATL.
3: At the La Meridian Hotel. See, right. He made he made all the notes, so that's all from wow. my memory, which wow. is pretty wow. good.
5: Impressive.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> so, for our listeners, mm-hmm. where would be a good place for them to go and get information about Proto ATL
3: or purchase tickets?
4: Mm-hmm. ProtoATL.com. dot com. Super easy, okay. and then all the socials are at Proto ATL. So P R. O T O A T L. So Facebook.com slash proto ATL, Twitter.com slash proto A T L, Instagram, whatever. We don't have a TikTok yet, but we might do it. <laughs> Who knows? I
5: wanted to get creative and say like WW Pink Rhino. But he insisted <laughs> yeah. that Proto ATL would be a better <laughs> website. Well, since you don't huh. have
1: protoblaster.com. <laughs>
5: yeah. Yeah, Proto <Proto-Blaster. laughs>
3: Alright. Well, I've enjoyed talking with you. I hope you've enjoyed mm-hmm. talking with us.
5: Oh, so much Absolutely. fun.
1: Absolutely. And we look forward to actually, we're going to be there yes, at Proto ATL as well uh, doing something. I'm not sure what.
5: Our, our I mean, sorry, we're going to be there in our professional, designed game, right? in our
1: professional <laughs> capacity uh, recording. Oh, did you say we're going to be bringing a newly designed game?
3: Uh, yeah. Sure. I mean, I can. It'll uh, be interesting. You, you better be careful. He's he's weird. He's really weird.
4: We welcome him. Uh, I
5: think we what? have some designers that will give you your, your run for <laughs> your money. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I
1: made a card game, but there's no cards.
3: Oh all in your mind that sounds Spooky.
1: like that sounds like something i would actually make yeah up. it would great okay so
3: <laughs> <laughs> again we were talking with andrew and steven from proto atl thank you guys for coming on with us yeah thank you thanks for having us okay.
5: thank you for having us on that was so much fun swan i got
2: your number i'll call you all the time Area code 803-470-4439. 4704439 uh-huh. Well, say there, cowpoke. How's it going? They call me a one-eyed, one arm shooting uh, tex. Ha, <laughs> What, what are you doing, John? It's just a bit toast. It's stupid. Yeah. Are you going to uh, talk about One Shot Wednesdays? Huh? Is that what you're doing? Uh, I was going to talk about that. Anyways, One Shot
1: Wednesdays. Yeah. Reviews of games that me and some of the other hosts run at our FLGS on Wednesday nights. Uh, games that we've just stuff. kind of found yeah. on our shelves or found out there. On the dumpster. Uh, on the internet somewhere <laughs> and decided to run. run. You know fire. you've ruined my
2: train of thought. <laughs>
1: All right, everybody, we are here to talk about a game that was played during our One Shot Wednesday. And for this One Shot Wednesday game, we are going to be looking at a game called Simbarum, which is being run by our good buddy and Swarmcast uh, aficionado, or whatever you want to call him, Tim, the Inevitable. I am. Mm -hmm. Hey, Tim. (laughs) How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. So Ruby got to play in this and a few other people played in it and we we've, we've got their information that was written down on it. nice little review. So how uh, I did not get to play in it but I'm I'm familiar with Simbarum. How what was your experience like with this one-shot Wednesday game of Simbarum? It was pretty fun. Okay.
6: Uh, I used a they have a free league publishing the people who make it they recently have a whole thing out there where you, people can publish their own adventures, Okay. and I used one of those. Uh, I will say that the fan-made module was a bit on the rough side, but, <laughs> I mean, having run this before, it was easy to adapt it. Okay. At least you knew the rules. It
3: wasn't like you take a quick start and there were no information. You knew. Yes. You've run yeah, this. I, the reason John knows some of this is because Tim runs a game for Simbarum for us. Oh, yeah. Yes. Fun stuff.
1: Did you now? Did you get to? Did you use like all your um like when we're playing? I know you've got the cards and the GM sh- screen and all that. Did you did you go full full hog on it? Or? No, cause we just half it, hog. Just I had
6: shake. well, I had tried to run this many times at different conventions, so I had pregen characters and because uh-huh. there's a lot of information on the cards for traits and abilities and whatnot, and the little square they give you in the character sheet is never enough. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did yeah, is okay. I printed out the things that I needed, uh-huh. cut it out, and fit it under the character sheets. Yeah. Oh, so the oh, information okay. was there. Because nice. I figured since it was just a one-shot, or oh, these are one-shot characters, yeah, right, that, or whatnot, that I wouldn't need all the squares so I could cover up ones I don't yeah. need. So you
1: just gave them what they needed. Yeah. on their
6: Yeah, they shows. had what they needed.
1: That's a good idea. That, I tend to do that when I'm GMing games at conventions and stuff too.
6: Because it was also convenient that some of the skills didn't really need descriptions like right. bushcraft. You have bushcraft you know about bushes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, crafting bushes.
1: Anything you want to tell us about the, the gameplay of the particular scenario?
6: No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Damn it. Um, well, it it's, uh, has a – basically, you use the D10 for all skills and everything. And it's all player-facing, so the GM doesn't uh, – GM, DM, whatever uh-huh. you want to call it doesn't have to roll any dice. Mm -hmm. And the dice mechanics are D10s. D10s, and basically the opponent's stats and abilities and whatnot create bonuses or penalties for the players to roll against.
3: So basically you're rolling a D10 against a target number, Mm -hmm. or you're trying to roll under a stat.
6: Yes.
1: Okay. And then you're using um, the... uh, other, Your other polyhedrals are, are just really used for, like, weapon damage.
6: Weapons, damage, Magic, uh, yeah. resistance of damage. Yeah. So you
3: do use a variety of dice. Gotcha. Not a four set. No. Okay. So what's a little bit ba- of a background about the game? What yeah, is the setting? Yeah. What is the style or genre, I guess?
6: Well, it's it's sort of a post-apocalyptic because basically it's a new kingdom that goes after... The fall of another kingdom due to the undead horde basically blighting the land and causing everything to die. Mm -hmm. And they end up in a land that's between these mountain ranges and this mystical, magical, dark, horrific forest that houses terrible monsters and the ruins of an ancient empire that fell to corruption. And then there's a lot of political intrigue in it because there are elves who are believe in this ancient pact between humans and the elves Mm -hmm. where they basically said the humans wouldn't mess with the forest humans don't remember this because humans only live a 100 years but elves (laughs) live forever in a day so humans are exploiting the forest causing bad things to happen and there's conflict okay and treasures to be found
3: so it is a Fantasy kind of game, correct? But again, it's a dark fantasy. It is a dark fantasy. Not high
6: fantasy. It's right. also a non-traditional fantasy because mm-hmm. it doesn't have like orcs and it. That's usually like a common enemy in most fantasy things. Right. Uh, ogres okay. are a playable character race. So are goblins. A lot
3: of the things that you end up fighting monster-wise are corrupted versions of things, correct? Or um, or other humans. Or
6: other- and- yeah. Well, there's a lot of that, but there's also like horrible creatures that live out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, some of them are created from the the corruption or whatnot. Some of them are just ancient creatures from long beyond eras. Okay,
1: yeah. so it's not your typical type of a uh, f- like fantasy creatures you would you would expect to f- oh in, god in no. some of these in some of your other uh, no, fantasy no. type.
3: Simbarum is of. also a Swedish game,
6: right? Yes. Okay. So there is a bit of a like Norse influence in it like and the Lizard names Lidworm. are and, okay.
3: and the names are almost impossible to pronounce
6: <laughs> Well as as the guy who designed the game he said just if you want to to pronounce Swedish words just do as the Swedish chef <laughs> he literally said that it's recorded <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I do remember
6: that oh, yeah. I remember I
1: remember him saying that to you
6: right.
3: <laughs> is there anything else that you'd like to share about Simbarum
6: But it also has a magic system that, it's not, the magic system forces you, when you cast magic in the system, you get corruption. So you can cast as much as you want, Uh but there is a penalty for it. And anyone can cast magic. And And there's a lot of other things that give you corruption, which is another big influence of the whole system.
1: That's true. I do remember that being a very overall theme. Yes, throughout the in, the entire game. So, uh, do you think this would be a thing that you would want to do again on One Shot Wednesdays?
6: Um, uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Really? All right. Oh, Tim. So have been trying to go in this game for like three years now. So
3: this is Simbarum by Free League Publishing. Publishing. Okay.
6: Okay. All right. Now we will get to the reviews. Right. The first one is by some weirder named Tim, right. who highly recommends it and is willing to buy it. And his Gert says uh, it has a rich story with simple mechanics, uh, which is good for storytelling. The bad is it's not a murder-hobo game.
3: That's not necessarily a bad. Well. Getting people interested in it is a bad. Yes, getting yeah. people
6: interested because it is. Okay. Well, I it's think very a lot different. of it. And it's I think a lot of it has to do with the name. Yeah. Because the name is really off-putting.
1: I agree. When you kept talking about it, I had no idea what the game was, was even about. because I And like, we didn't know how to spell it,
3: so we couldn't look it up. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
6: uh, my other is, it's a non-traditional fantasy setting. Yeah. Okay. Like, for instance, well, actually, uh, the next person is Steve Martin, the comedian. Nah. No. no. Uh, he recommends it, uh, and he would maybe buy it. Uh, his good was uh, first time played was fun to follow, and great story. He had no bad because okay. he's my brother.
3: And I was going to say, and Steve's going to make his brother by the game, right? And I <laughs> believe he also said this was his first experience. Yeah, this is his first gaming experience, so okay. he doesn't have any bad to compare it to.
6: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and his other was would we'll play again. Okay, awesome. And then we go to Chuck. Ah, yes, Chuck. Who would recommend it and maybe buy it. The good is simple roll under core mechanic, Uh player-facing, TM does not roll, mysterious setting.
1: Okay, okay.
6: Which, yeah. Yeah. And the bad is the dwarves are bald. (laughs) That's just weird. (laughs) Which is true. The dwarves are bald in the game. That's true. Because the only picture you see is... Basically a hairless short person.
1: And, and kind of going with what you were talking about how it's not your typical fantasy. <laughs> yeah, the dwarves, if I recall, are born, like literally born of the earth, if I recall. Something of that kind, yes. Yeah, their ties to the earth are are much more so and more bizarre than...
6: Yeah, dwarves are actually quite <laughs> rare because they don't leave the mountain unless there's a very good reason. Right. Mountain blew up. And the last one is Ruby. Who maybe recommends it, and maybe buy it. Yeah. <laughs> In my defense,
3: it is, it is not for everybody. It is a very storytelling game if you're a murder hobo, and that's why maybe. Uh, my recommendations are based on the person.
1: Ruby would make her friend Tim buy it.
6: Yeah. And then run it. Yeah, And then run
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: the good is it is a very story-driven, very in-depth setting.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah.
6: The bad, if you have players used to the hack and slash or new to RP, it can be rough.
1: Yeah, okay, I can see that.
6: And the other, wonderful artwork. Oh my
3: god, it's a That's gorgeous, gorgeous... We have gorgeous not talked
6: about the artwork okay. in these books. Yes, it is It is mildly abstract. And a lot of the figures have like slightly blurred faces. So it, I think it allows for some interpretation as to... Uh-huh. Because a lot of pictures, it's like this is how they look, but
3: mm-hmm. right.
6: Well, this some is,
3: of it's a little blurred. Some yeah, of it's,
6: it's, you can tell the guy has blonde hair, blue eyes, but you know,
3: you can't tell what's f- true features or yeah. The Monster is like this dark amorphous, like worm shaped thing that might have a spike or red eyes, but yeah, but but at the same time, it very much conveys what it needs to—the danger and the the deadliness of it. Okay. So
6: yeah the a lot of the artwork does convey the the dark and overwhelmingness because like a lot of the the
3: ancientness too
6: yes because like in the pictures of the woods the trees are like massive <laughs> like you can't see the tops of them and you can see like
3: it's it's like looking at a outside of a plane where everything looks like a little toy next you know a person standing next to one of these trees yes, so
1: very cool all right so again unless there's anything else you want to say tim Nope. All right. Come so play
3: we, it whenever you see it being run. That's right. Yes. You
1: should play it. And uh always. So again, this was Tim talking about the Simbarum that he ran for our One Shot Wednesdays. And as always, uh, check us out on Wednesdays because you never know when he's going to be running it again.
6: And don't be scared of the name.
1: Don't be scared of the
2: name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
1: right everybody so that
2: was the end of our second part of our I ghost, I don't, I don't, I don't ghost town I don't, I don't, I don't. series toast I I I what are you doing what are you doing over there I, 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 some fires uh-huh. broke out oh, in the other no. room
1: <sighs> um Take care of this. I gotta go <laughs> deal with whatever it is you just did. What? Me?
2: Yeah, You're, You're always accusing me. Uh. Is he gone? Okay, good. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. You can go back to your lives now. Go back to your entrenching yourselves or whatever it is they call it. I don't care. Um, I know we're all going to be out there together. We're going to be, like, singing and dancing and eating food. We're going to have, like, the world's biggest pizza party when this is all over. That's going to be great. <laughs> but until then, I just want to let you know the Swarm Cast um, is going to be back next time. Probably with another one of them, uh, Ghost Town episodes of John's. Ugh. Who knows how long that's going to last. But anyways. Um, so, if you like our show, hey, why not give us a call on the number, which will be played right here, let me get that bumper ready, area code 803 yeah, that was a pretty good one, um, uh, and, uh, if you want to leave us an email, you can at swarmcastpodcast at com. and uh, don't forget to check us out on, uh, any of those places where you get your fine podcast, don't look for that Swarmcast that belongs to some sort of football team. Uh, we try talking with those guys, and they just kind of ignore us. So find those guys and ask them how come there's no kobolds on their show. If we bombard them with that, <laughs> that'll teach them, right? Or tell them, oh, just give them like a whole f- uh, hashtag it fake was <laughs> That'll teach them too. <laughs> no. Oh, oh.
1: No, ah, Toast. To
2: don't, don't.
1: <laughs> don't hashtag fake Swarmcast those guys. Okay. Oh my gosh. We're trying to be nice about this, even though they've ignored all my emails and don't want to acknowledge that we've been doing this for a lot longer than they have. And our fans are arguably better than theirs. You should tell them that. No, gosh, dang it. I've been hanging on with Toast too much. Um, anyways. Uh, he probably covered all the social media stuff. Check us out on Facebook, like us, share us, and uh, share us. I think I could say that a few more times. And, oh my gosh. So the music that you heard on this show, the, right at the very beginning we played a song by Shiny Toy Guns. You should go check them out anyway. Uh, fun stuff. And we're going to end this with a song by MC Lars and Megaran which uh, Ruby and I have been listening to and really been digging it. It's really fun. So, enjoy. So, remember, guys, stay in there, be safe, hang tough. Um, Probably a few other uh, NKTOB song titles as well. Um, Have fun. Have fun and love each other. Oh, my gosh, that sounded so hip.
7: Uh, uh. Bilbo, on uh. Bilbo, on uh, uh. Bilbo on that ring. Bilbo on that uh. ring. Bilbo on that ring on that Bilbo what on happened? that ring. I just escaped the goblin army. That's, That's when I saw it. It was sitting in a puddle, so I put it in my pocket. I'm a hobbit after all. So stealing's what I do That's when he approached And I thought I might be through He was hissing in the darkness I held my sword aloft He asked if I like riddles I'm, I'm like, like, what the f- I'm lost He licked his lips approaching Thinking for a minute Yellow teeth they glistened It was scary nasty business What
8: has roots no one sees huh? It's taller than trees Up up it goes and never grows
7: He asked creepily A mountain this I know Then the strange creature cursed I said it's my turn now Little friend cause you went first what thing lacks hinges, a key, a key and a, and a lid, lid. A box unlike the others with, with some golden treasure hid. Let me think a minute. He said and scratched his leg. Oh, that's
8: easy, little hobbit. Of course, you mean an egg. Aww. riddle me this. Riddle me that. Riddle me Beneath the misty mountain, Bilbo, where you at? Uh-huh. Well, I've been hiding in the shadows, standing three foot tall. Uh-huh. Searching for my ring, yeah. the one to rule them all. Yeah, riddle me this. Riddle me Riddle me that riddle me, riddle me. Beneath the misty mountain Bilbo, where you at? Well, I've been hiding in the shadows Standing three foot tall uh-huh. And searching for my rent uh-huh. The one to rule them all Your rule them all, you. all. Yeah. Alive without breath huh? As cold as death. death Never thirsty, ever drinking Silver armor Let me
7: guess It's true, he stumped me there I was surely facing, facing doom In that cold, clammy cave I, I was, was dreaming in of my room, room. Back homeless when it happened A fish went past my toe A fish I yelled A fish that sit confounding my foe I said was 30 white horses on a red hill. First they chomp, then they stomp, and then they stand still. Teeth, Gollum said, Now
8: this thing all things devours.
7: He licked his lips continued. Mm, birds, trees, flowers, huh? beats high, mountain down, Norse iron, bite steel, slays kings, ruins town,
8: grindstones to
7: meal. I didn't know I, I was stumped. Was I was dead. He started coming for me. I need, need time, time. Was all I said. said. Time, I continue. That's it. He said and pouted. I said, What's in my pocket? No fair. The creature shouted, Riddle me this. Hey,
8: riddle me that. Hey. Beneath the misty mountain, Bilbo, where uh, you at? Uh, well, I've been hiding uh, in the yeah. shadows, standing three uh, foot uh, tall, uh, searching uh, for my uh, ring, yeah. the one to rule them all. Yeah, riddle me this. Riddle me Riddle me that riddle me, riddle me. Beneath the misty mountain Bilbo, where you at? Well, I've been hiding in the shadows Standing three foot tall uh-uh. And searching for my ring, uh-uh. The one to rule them all Rule them all, yes I sat astonished I had never been admonished So behold, I shall lead you out of here As I had promised So I reach for my ring Did it drop and I not notice? Or maybe Bilbo stole it He puts it on and shows it He follows so I hide I see him eaten by the goblin The plan is going smoothly So I make sure that I got him. Let him through the entrance where I'll trap him like a clover leaf But it sobered me when Bilbo jumped right over me and escaped So clever thief Baggins we hates it We hates it forever
6: ah, Forever